4: Hello, welcome to the show, folks. Got quite a bit going on. We had some upsets in the baseball playoffs. I have some thoughts on that, but I'll, I'll save it for once I get on the line with my dad. Because uh, I'm sure he has some thoughts as well between the Dodgers and the Braves going down. A tale of two different... Uh, I, I I would say a, two, a tale of two different teams of... How you can exit the playoffs. Because, yes, there were upsets, but there are ways that there were upsets. And we'll get into that a little bit further because uh, I think the way the national media is carrying on about this, uh, it's a bit overblown. But uh, we have yet another London game. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I mean... The Ravens and Titans, I'll give some quick thoughts on that. And just to set up how this DFS slate looks, I'll be perfectly honest, folks. This is a wide-open week. Uh, We are, I feel more than likely, we're going to get a solo shipper uh, on DraftKings just because there's so many different routes you can go in terms of your lineup construction. Uh, Truth be told, uh, with this main slate, I, I know folks... Are going to be looking at the Miami game to concentrate, folks, and they're going to be looking at Minnesota, Chicago. But I see multiple paths for shootout potential uh, on this slate, uh, where you can get uh, you can get uh, a shootout in Indy uh, going to Jacksonville. You can get uh, some potential with uh, Detroit going to Tampa Bay. And I know Jared Goff doesn't play well on the road historically, but the way that Tampa defense is set up to gamble on plays, I'm telling you, folks, uh, I'm all on St. Brown. Uh, obviously, missed last week. This is going to be a coming-out party for fantasy purposes. Uh, I, I, I would not sleep on that. Uh, we, we definitely has to kind of keep our eyes on this Arizona uh, Rams game. Namely because, as I always say, Arizona is taking for that number one pick and to get Caleb Williams. But on the flip side, what you've seen from them is they still have enough offensive weapons where, you know, when they actually show effort to compete with the coaching staff, uh, and the players are playing hard, it's the coaching staff that keeps taking the place. When the coaching staff like takes the reins off the offense, the offense can go, and they can move the ball on this uh, Rams team. So I think from a DFS standpoint, uh, there's a couple of ways I want to look at uh, some of the builds. And uh, truth be told, because we'll get into the picks as well, but I think you can legitimately look at multiple pathways. So uh, Chubba Hubbard is taking over as the lead running back. And I told, I, I, hey, y'all know what I said last week about Miles Sanders not producing. Yes, Miles Sanders without a shoulder injury, but if he was producing, they probably would have had him play through the shoulder injury. He wasn't producing. So guess what? They told him, you know, get your rest. We're going to ride the hot hand with Chubba, uh Hubbard anyway. So um, Miles Sanders is going to uh, miss at least, uh, a few weeks with the shoulder injury now. And Chubba Hubbard is mispriced because everyone was assuming Miles Sanders uh, was going to be in. I- I'm slightly annoyed with that because uh, <laughs> it, like, he would have been a very sneaky play um, uh, c- uh, during the week if uh, we didn't get the news about Miles Sanders being out completely. Uh, Hubbard's only 4,300. Carolina's one of the worst run defenses in the league. Mostert 6400 and with uh D- uh, Devon Achen, uh Achan I should say uh injured in IR for the next couple of weeks. It's Mostert's backfield pretty much. Uh yes, you have Ahmed, you know, you Jeff Wilson's available to come back from IR, but they're going to ride Mostert for the time being. To be honest, the Carolina pieces are so cheap that you could, uh, put in Mostert, uh, you could go the route of playing, uh, uh, Mostert with Tyree Kill as well, uh, who's 9300 and the most expensive wide receiver on a slate. The slate. Miami's going to put up points on Carolina. The only question is, can Carolina keep the game competitive enough, uh, To to move it forward where we can get into some shootout potential. Now, I think Hubbard has played well enough to hit you into the uh, mid-teens in terms of fantasy production today. You have Adam Thielen, who is just getting volume from uh, Bryce Young as his preferred target. You still have DJ Shark at 4K. You have John Domingo at 3500 for your deep, deep play. But there are various routes to get access to this game. And again, I think we're going to have uh, multiple games where we can get uh, some high-value production. So, to me, due to the injuries, uh, I, I definitely want to look at this Carolina game. Uh, Minnesota-Chicago is going to be... Probably the most popular game of the day. Uh, Justin Fields broke out. You have Justin Jefferson out injured for the Vikings. So what does Kirk Cousins do? He's got to find a new target to lock onto. Uh, Folks can look at uh, Jordan Addison, but more than likely it will probably be TJ Hawkinson. Now, the issue with Kirk uh, Kirk Cousins is, you know, uh, the Vikings are 1-4. People are shocked. I'm not. I told you guys from the outset I thought that Vikings team was overrated uh, all through last year. But, the issue becomes with Kirk playing for the contract how much does he put in in terms of just stat padding? And from my perspective it does, like the wins don't really matter for uh, Cousins because the books out on Kirk that Realistically, he comes up short in uh, any prime time spot, and especially in postseason games. So, all he can do for to help his cause is to just stat pad. Uh, winning is uh, <laughs> is not the primary focus at this stage of his career. That's why the the whole no uh, no trade clause discussion is coming up because it's as to who's going to trade for him. He may not end up going anywhere because he knows the system well enough in Minnesota. All he has to do is keep piling up stats. He he may just stay stay put because unless you're going to, and again, the Jets don't have the offensive line. Most teams don't have good offensive lines. That's why you need a quarterback to elevate it and not take hits. Uh, Kirk is not looking to be that savior for a team. Uh, I hate to break it to you, folks. So from my perspective, this is a. Uh, this is a pretty straightforward situation where you're going to get uh, cousins at ownership. That makes sense. But I think it kind of comes down to where we want to concentrate our efforts from a fancy production standpoint. I'm looking at Hawkinson and I'm looking at uh, DJ Moore as well because the Vikings have shown an incredible weakness to uh, wide receivers and this Projects to be an extremely favorable matchup for DJ Moore against that uh, Minnesota secondary. So, uh, that's the other pass route I want to go. And then, as I said, late window. Arizona and uh, LA is the matchup that can be explosive, even though we know Arizona's trying to tank. I definitely feel as though you can get Hollywood Brown at... Decent ownership at 5,300, but I don't think it's going to necessarily be that popular given all the other plays on this slate. So, uh, again, multiple pathways to get there, but you know Cooper Cup's going to get owned. I don't think Puka's going to get owned. Uh, Puka Nakua, the uh, breakout rookie for the Rams, uh, because Cooper Cup's back. Uh, there were... Definitely fantasy options you could explore with uh, uh, some of these late matchups. Uh, We haven't even talked about no sauce Gardner for the Jets. How does that Jets uh, defense look? Uh, Interestingly enough, I, I think you could run into a situation where A.J. Brown becomes one of the best plays on the slate because of the fact that over the top, Philly is going to test that Jets defense and I'm not sure how well Zach Wilson is going to be able to play to keep uh, keep the Jets in the game. And if he turns the ball over, I mean, Jalen Hurts and those boys are going to just run it down the Jets throat I, I, and try to uh, wear out that Jets defense. So uh, A number of factors to kind of bear in mind, but from a fantasy perspective, I think there are so many different games that could break out that, yes, there, there is going to be ownership, but I do think if you can get the right mix, we, we'll see uh, a very viable or unique solo shipper uh, at the end of the day on DraftKings. So, anyway, uh, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to bring my dad out. We'll talk some baseball, then get into uh, the NFL uh, spread picks and just outright winners that we have uh we have planned for this week, so stick around. We'll be right
3: back. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready.
4: All right, Kelly. While I have you on the line, we'll, we'll get you some uh, uh, some of your NFL picks. But uh, do you do you have any closing words for your uh, for your good friend Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers getting eliminated versus uh, the Braves getting knocked off with the best season in regular season? The, the Dodgers, the Dodgers. It
5: did me, you know, because sure, if you look at his record in the fourth season, it's terrible. You know, he never
1: comes
4: too big. Never. He tried really hard, Kelly. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he almost got out of the first inning. He, he tried really hard. He, he, he,
5: look, I'm sure. I'm sure. When you're on the opposing team and you realize you're going to face Kershaw in the first game of the season, you'll be overjoyed. Because you know, he always comes up small. You know, and and, and to me, this nonsense where, you know, a lot of people are the the radio with calls about um, maybe they should change the regular season, and maybe the playoffs, maybe you could see the team's higher uh uh uh, i even hear green here then with a thing where uh maybe you could fix it where the 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 team with the best record starts off the playoff uh one and oh you know something like with with the golf where you 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 know you you start off with an advantage he has to beat you by three where you only have to beat him by one you know i think those things are nonsense I think those things are nonsense. You playing with eleven, they playing with eleven. You have to bring your A game at all times. If the season does not finish in the regular season. Okay, that's why they have the playoffs. And if you wanna, if you wanna win, 115 games in the regular season, and, and then don't show up in the playoffs. You want me to feel sorry for
4: you? Huh? It's ridiculous. I, I think the person who said it best was uh, uh, Spencer Strider. It's like, you know, if you can't be ready at, with five days off, then you, sometimes you have to look in the mirror as to the prep work uh, that went into it. And he just accepted the loss. Like, sometimes... The best team doesn't always win. But guess what? Part of being a champion is finding a way through even when you're not playing at your best. That's what, that's what makes you champion. Like, like, I I have to, like, explain it to folks. It's like, part of what makes you a champion isn't actually being the best. Sometimes it's just finding a way to get the W even when things aren't going exactly to your way. The Braves lost... Because they just couldn't get enough going, in terms of like in high in some of the clutch spots, it's like you know even in the, like the last game, uh, you know you had Pilar pop uh, pop up when he had runners uh, runners in scoring position, and yeah, Pilar is not like the top tier guy, but guess what? Your your bench guys and your role player guys got to come through. Th- th- that happens. Your your role players have to come through. When the Braves won it all, it came down to uh Eddie Rosario being the difference. He just didn't have it this year. But guess what? You need those guys to be able to come through. But the Braves are one situation. The Dodgers are another where literally the Dodgers just got rolled. And you know, you and I have been talking about this for years now. Part of the reason why this show exists is to talk about edges and things that the market doesn't correct for the national media talked up the Dodgers. And my biggest takeaway from the Dodgers being worried is the fact that actually once your went down for domestic violence yet again, the Dodgers were left with Clinton Kershaw and a bunch of rookies pretty much. And it wasn't even the top tier rookies for the Dodgers. Cause everyone else was hurt. Like, so, like, you had people blaming the pitch, Clyde, this, that, and the other. It's like, well, maybe they got to look into, like, how they're having some of those guys throw. Because, yeah, they're, they're they're having great velocity and whatnot, but if everyone keeps getting hurt by throwing max velocity, maybe you got to change a couple of things with your analytics as to how you're going to have your pitchers throw pitches. Because you got to have them ready for the postseason. It doesn't make any sense getting all those regular season wins by having guys go max effort every single time out there and not being able to play in the uh, in the postseason because we we know this. I mean, you know, Greeny and the and the rest of the national media like might not understand this, but Clayton Kershaw is a terrible postseason player. He has always been terrible. He as good as talented as he is, he is not a player built for postseason play. Mentally, for whatever reason, it does not click for him. And he is a very hittable pitcher in the postseason. Because all the pitches that he likes to execute in the regular season, that he nibbles on the edges, they get they turn into beach balls come postseason, and guys just sit on it and wait for him to implode. Like, the, the, the Diamondbacks had no fear of Clinton Kershaw. There's a reason why they chased him out of the first inning. Because they know. The book is has been out on Kershaw for years now. He got protected in the World Series run during covid Because there was no uh, crowd around. Like, that was the best thing for him. And even then, even then, he still needed to pitch uh, out of the bullpen for the Dodgers to have a decent outing. So, like, he threw the three innings. And then, by the time he did start uh, for the Dodgers against the Rays later on in the series, he only went five innings. It's not like he had this, like, eight inning, like, nine inning uh, uh, shutout game. Like, he never had that. He still sucks at the postseason. So, you know, again, even in a matchup where he was supposed to dominate, he, he has never been the dude uh, when it came to uh, clutch situations. Now, did I think the Dodgers were still going to find a way to win that series in five? Yes, but in spite of him. But I said that series was going five if they started a Clinton Kershaw to begin with. The issue with the Dodgers is their bats went a little cold. And so, by the time every time the uh, the offense started out against Arizona, they were always multiple runs behind because all the pitchers
5: got lit up
4: to yeah, <laughs> to, uh, to start I, the game. I, it's 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 hard it's hard it's hard to do it. Yeah, and, Beth,
5: Beth and them they 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 were they they went cold at the worst time. You know. Yeah. So,
4: but it, it but it happened. But like they got rolled. But uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I know we said we were going to talk NFL, so uh, I'll start you off here with the London game. And, oh, boy, I know you're going to love this one because we literally talked about this last week with the Ravens. Ravens, again, favorite. <laughs> Three and a half favorite in London playing Tennessee. I, yes, pal. You, know, you know,
5: remember last week I told you when that game was going on, this. As a, you know, the the Ravens have a way that they be playing and they dominate in the game, and you kind of like sit there and like, eh, this game is over. The Ravens, go. and then you realize, hey, wait a minute,
4: how's this game like, so close? up by three.
5: <laughs> you know, it, like, hey, wait a minute, I I thought it was by more than that. They they always keep the other team around. Just in case if the other team wants to win the game. For some reason, you know? And then because the problem I have with the Raven, Ravens is every team have their little blunders. Whether it's the quarterback might but... fumble a ball or he might throw a pick. So you gotta guard against these things and when you have your foot on the other team's neck, you gotta push. You're
4: gonna push down. The the heart the hardest thing about the Ravens, and I keep seeing it with the Ravens, they play like front runners. They play like front runners, like they literally need to boat race teams and be out multiple scores in order to win games. Otherwise, it turns into this tight game where literally it could be a coin flip, and they should have been dominated. Like the 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 the, the, Bengal, the Bengals game. They should have won by two scores. The Colts game, they lost, but they, they should have won that game. The last week against wow. the Steelers, that Steelers offense was so bad.
5: They had no
4: business winning that
5: game. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Even even when they are by two scores, I just be scared of the Ravens because for some reason, they, they keep teams in the game I never get that game against Miami last year. You know, yeah. When when when, when they were up by multiple scores and, and just found ways to to, to to give away the game. So I I I don't know. You know they they have they have more time of possession. They have more yards sometimes, but they never score.
0: They just keep.
4: If they don't get, if they don't get easy scores, they don't they don't convert their chances. Like that. That's the thing about with the Ravens that always worries me. They need to have a big play and get that big play working for them. And if they don't get that easy score or two, every game turns into a grind. It's it's it's
5: something else. I I, and I said this last week. I said you know they keep. They keep hanging around
4: here, and and it ain't like the, the Steelers were playing great or anything. Yeah. You know? I mean the, the the pass rush the like the pass rush unit was basically the MVP of the game for the Steelers. Everyone else basically they they, they collected a paycheck. It's yeah. something else. I don't know. So, so uh, at, at the end of the day, like we got, uh, are you are you are you are you taking the are you taking Tennessee to win it out right then?
5: Yeah, yeah. I I I think Tennessee got got a little something. You know, they they, they 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 got a little thing from that that win last week. So I I I think I, I if I if I had to pick, I'm gonna pick Tennessee. Yeah, right. I'm gonna take Tennessee because. I you know I listened to Bad Scott and he he might be right. You know, Odell Becker might might be cooked here. Yeah. Here.
4: I I I I th- I think I, I think uh Odell the last we saw of Odell was in SoFi Stadium. I think that stadium and that last knee injury took took out what what was left of him.
5: Yeah, because even when even before he got he got injured I, I didn't
4: even realize he was on the field. You, you know. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. He, he, I mean, he came back, but he has not been the guy. And uh, I don't know. And, and again, with those type of knee injuries, sometimes it takes more than a year. But at his age, the problem is you don't have that time. So the,
3: the, the problem
5: with Odell Beckham is that
4: because we're get, we're because we're, we're, we're closing we're closing in on two years now since that Super Bowl. So yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, and and don't forget that Super Bowl
5: injury was the second time that knee got
4: injured. Yeah. You
5: know, I I don't know. He's not a young guy. He ain't that he ain't that Odell Beckham that was on the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so uh, he may be he may be done.
4: Yeah. yeah. Unfortunate, but uh, yeah, that that's probably. Probably a more accurate statement. All right. Uh, moving on. I mean, on the Tennessee side, uh, I mean, they've been looking rough. I mean, that Tannehill contract looks worse every freaking game. And it's like, that GM dessert, like, uh, like that GM, oh, God. And it's like, I don't even want to say his name because every time I say his name, I get more aggravated about the A.J. Brown trade. It's like, you made this, the Eagles – A juggernaut with that dumbass trade because you gave Tannehill all that guaranteed money, and the Giants did not learn this lesson. Well, Uh, they they sort they they sort of learned the lesson by at least not making it like the three uh, not the four years guaranteed that Tennessee did, and only two years guaranteed with Jones. At least they learned that. But you see what happens when you give the money to the guy that can't actually make anyone any uh, better.
5: That that that's the thing with that Tannehill contract because it, it, it it's it screwed them up, you know, and 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 you see it now because most is what they do is they just they just try to make sure that, that Henry don't beat them,
4: you know. But and and the, and the thing is, I I think Derek has lost the half step.
5: Yeah, I I I I think I I still um. I'm still gonna pick them over the Ravens because I, I just, I, I, you know, the,
3: you know, it's like it's like you play with with twelve, you know,
4: the Ravens gonna find a way to give you give me a couple of points. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, the, the 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 next game that you're gonna wanna skip uh, with the DVR as fast as you can. Uh, Atlanta hosting Washington. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta two-and-a-half-point favorite. Where's the game playing? In, in Atlanta.
5: <sighs> I... Atlanta has won some games that I have no idea how they, how they, they win in those games but um i'm I, I think i'll take washington in this game i think i'm gonna take
4: washington yeah. it it's 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 hard to feel excited about uh well, atlanta okay,
3: you
4: know. and it's hard to feel anything anyway about uh what you get with uh uh <laughs> with with washington so It's it's all over the
1: place.
5: They can't play any worse than they played the other night. In in the first half, at least. You know, I I don't think it's going to be as bad as that.
1: You
4: know. Yeah, so, there's that. Um, uh, You know, yeah, I, I have nothing nice to say about even one of these teams... It's like the more I the more I see Desmond Ritter throw. It, it, it yes, he put up passing stats, but literally it came down to it. it literally came down to teams having so little respect for him. Throw. It's like this is what happens. Like I, I say, Atlanta's running the Tebow offense essentially. <laughs> But to that point, I actually am going to side with Atlanta. But man, it never feels comfortable. It's it's just the fact that I don't trust Sam Howell uh, on the road. I know he had that somewhat decent game against Philly, but I think part of it was Philly just being banged up. I think uh, I think the way Atlanta plays defense, if they shut down the uh, uh, if they shut down the running game for Washington. I think Hal's gonna have a tough day. <laughs>
5: yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just figuring that that Washington defense should bottle up.
4: Oh, oh yeah, no, it, it's like I'm not expecting offense from Atlanta. <laughs> this is this is gonna be one of the uglier games of the of the day, so in my I'm, opinion.
5: I, well, I'm hoping for a pick or two. You know, I, I think could, you, know, you could throw a pick or two, and Washington. Get a couple of scores on defense. This is how I'm looking at the game yeah. because I'm not seeing much offense in this game. I, I I think I'm looking for 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 a couple picks on defense, you know. So we, you know.
4: Yeah. So uh, next up, Woo. all right, the Bears hosting. Uh, the Vikings, uh, Vikings, three and a half point favorites, but I mean, Justin Jefferson's on IR. Uh, th- this is interesting. No, Justin Jefferson, it, you got Kirk Cousins and the other receivers against that bad bears defense. But, uh, we, we haven't, we haven't seen Kirk Cousins without a number one wide receiver in a, in a, in a couple of years. Uh, cause ever since he's been in Minnesota, he's had a number one receiver uh, you got to kind of go back to the, uh, some of his Washington days. To the last time he didn't really have a top flight receiver because, remember, he, he had Diggs and then uh, it was Jefferson. So, realistically, this is a very uh, interesting dynamic for uh, the Vikings because we we both know that they do, do dumb things, but uh, talent-wise, this is actually a more even matchup on paper than the uh, One would suspect.
5: Well, it might surprise you, but uh, it is in Chicago, right? Yeah, it's in Chicago. It's in Chicago. I think, I think I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna take the Bears. I don't believe what's coming out of my mouth, but
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm,
5: I'm going to pick the Bears simply because I can't see myself taking Kirk Cousins to make plays without... Let me tell you something. Since Kirk Cousins has been in Minnesota, it's some of the most spectacular catches you have ever seen. And you know why that is? Because you don't throw the damn ball properly and the receivers always have to make these circus catches, you know, which everybody loves. Because, like I said, they they always talk about that catch Jefferson made in in that that game. And the damn ball was thrown too high. There was no need to throw that ball that high.
4: Yeah, like to me, this is a very awkward game. I can actually see this being a monster game for TJ Hawkinson because that Bears defense is shoddy. So he is going to have some matchup uh, advantages. So it's a matter of can Kirk not screw up (laughs) and get the ball to him because he's going to have opportunities to put up points against uh, this Bears team. Uh, Like I, I don't have any doubts about that.
5: Yeah. But um, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh let, let let's see
4: the Bears can build on on, on their last game. Yeah, yeah, yeah the 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 the, the massive win over Washington.
5: <laughs> well, may, 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 maybe 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 just if they, they let loose Justin Fields and he runs all over the place.
4: Well, because the the fact I that. The fact that they weren't letting Justin Fields run might be the dumbest indictment of a coaching staff. No, that,
5: that's that's the problem. I'm hoping that the coaching staff has figured out that hey, you gotta take the 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 the, 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 the harness off of Justin Fields and let him sometimes improvise his, you know as, as he goes along. Yeah, you know.
4: Uh, so, next up, we've got Cincinnati hosting Seattle. Cincinnati, two and a half point favorites. i
5: take Cincinnati.
4: Yeah, I would say this is one of those matchups where the Bengals finally start looking healthy. Uh, you got Seattle traveling. Uh, it's not a full travel to the East Coast, but... You're still in the middle of the country. You got time zone changes, and it's a 1 o'clock start. I, this is not a great, like, spot for if I'm Seattle here. Like, this, this is one of those games where it's like, try to keep it close in the first half and see you can win the game in the second half. But, yeah, I, I would side with uh, Cincy. Yeah. You know. I,
5: I'm, I'm taking the Bengals Because I'm believing... I'm believing uh, Joe Burrow when he says that that because I, I saw him I saw him make some plays Sunday, which is the thing that, that always annoy me when I pick against him, where he looks if if Borrow can't backpedal, he makes that kinda like that kind of backpedal where he backs out and g- makes room. If he can't do that, that's a problem. And, and for the first few games, he couldn't do that. You know, he, he makes that backpedal, and, and when you think you have him sacked, he just takes that, and, you know, and he, he steps aside, and he, he, that's how he makes those plays. You know, so when he can't do that, that's a problem. And I saw him do it last week, and then step into the throw, which he couldn't do the first couple of weeks. So I'm believing him when he says he feels good. If he's
4: lying to me, I'm going to kill him because I'm picking Cincinnati. You know? Yeah. So we we'll he? see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just one of those where, you know, I look at it as like this looks like a pretty tough spot overall um, uh, for Seattle. Uh, and DK slightly banged up. I, yeah, I just don't love it. Um, next up, we got San Fran, five and a half point favorites, uh, traveling to Cleveland to play the Browns. Uh, yeah, give me the Niners. I don't know about you.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, my guy has been at a high level, but uh, I don't, I don't think they're they they're gonna they they, they, they they can keep up with that Niners offense. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, give 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 me the Niners. Yeah.
4: Next up, uh, like I, I just don't think there's much else. <laughs> like if Deshaun Watson uh, it actually plays, it, it could be a closer game, but who knows? It's like uh, it's not clear. Uh, New Orleans traveling to Houston to play the Texans. I want the Texans here. I still don't think this New Orleans team is any good. I think uh, last week was more of a byproduct of how bad Mac Jones is right now. Um, Than uh, what New Orleans was
1: doing.
5: Mm. Yeah, I, I, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Texans too, because uh, the Texans play hard, and I'm not sure that that New Orleans is 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 as you know. I, I, I don't think New Orleans is as 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 what what we think they are. Oh, oh, oh I should say they are who we thought they were. <laughs> yeah, you know, I should I said correct
3: that they are they are who we thought they were. Yeah. <laughs>
5: so um, uh, they looked. I mean, I, I I I think I could assemble a team and beat the Patriots right now. So so you can't you can't judge anything. From what
4: you see with the Patriots last week. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the like I said, I mean, the, Mac Jones, the less said, the better. I, I, I can't with the Pats right now. And we got to cover them later on. It's like, I'm not looking for that one. Uh, next up, Jacksonville hosting Indianapolis. Jags, four and a half point favorites. Uh, honestly. Give me the Jags, Aaron gardner Minshew. I'll I'll take them uh, to cover. Uh, I still like uh, Jacksonville to win, but I do not trust Jacksonville more than a field goal. Uh, Who's favorite
5: there?
4: Yeah, it's still still Jacksonville as a a four-and-a-half point favorite at home.
5: Yeah, I'll
4: I'll take I'll take Jacksonville. Yeah, so we're gonna disagree there. Uh, Uh, uh. uh, Next up, we got uh, Miami in the uh, uh, onslaught spot here. Uh, So they're they're hosting Carolina, fourteen and a half point home favorite against Carolina.
5: Uh. They give me my cover. That kind of team is, you know,
4: it's bad. It's bad. They're rebuilding Callie. That's what what the kids call it. They're rebuilding.
3: Oh,
4: hey, remember Matt? Matt Rule said it wasn't built in in, in in a in a in a day. It takes years. Oh yeah, yeah. Which which means. He'll have bingo, bingo, you got it, you got it. Just needs more time. Oh yeah. A little more time. Alright. Uh yeah, so we got Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay hosting the Detroit Lions. The Lions are three and a half point favorites on the road. Give me the Lions. Yep, I don't trust Baker at all. Uh, that Lions defense is playing well. Just, just give me, give me the Lions. Uh, Four o'clock game. I told you I was not looking forward to talking about this. We got Josh McDaniels and the Raiders hosting the Patriots. Raiders three and a half point favorites, mainly because of mainly because of how bad Mac Jones has played.
5: Who set up that game?
4: Jesus... <laughs> <I'm serious. laughs>
5: Uh, I'll take the Raiders. I, I, I don't think i would ever say this, but I'll take the Raiders. Because I, I you know, at least the Raiders... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm saying i take the Raiders. Is um, Devontae Adams healthy?
4: Well, this is the question. It doesn't look like Devontae Adams is healthy. So, to me, I'm still not sold... Uh, because I think if Devonte Adams is banged up, I think Bill can still come up with a game plan defensively to make life miserable for Jimmy G. And they know how to play Jacoby Myers. I think they can give the Raiders a lot of trouble. I don't. Tr- I don't trust the Raiders. And if you give me the hook, I'll probably pick the Pat side even though I really can't stand Mac Jones. Like, uh, if anything, I, I feel like uh, if the game's close enough, Belichick could just give Mac Jones the hook early to, to Bailey Zappi if he thinks he could still win the game without Mac Jones. So, to me, this is one of those spots where you could get Mac Jones benched if it's a close game and just the signal that, like, the, the coaching staff has lost confidence in Mac Jones.
5: Well, this is the, this is the only thing. where I I picked I picked pick the Raiders, but I I, I I forgot to ask if if, if Devontae Adams is healthy.
4: It, it's you know? it's it's still it's still the question of the day. Like, yeah, he's slated to play, but is he healthy? I doubt it. I I, I think it's uh, uh, uh it's the old question: Are you hurt or are you injured? He's probably hurt, but he's not injured.
1: I
5: don't know. Well, huh. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with the Raiders though, because the Patriots have looked so bad, and right now, uh, I don't, I, I, don't think Matthew Judon is playing. I don't, I don't think the, the, the Patriots has any Judon.
4: So, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like Judon's going to be playing.
5: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll still stick with the Raiders. I'll still stick with the Raiders. Because the, if that Patriots defense can't, can't be pitching a shutout, they, they're going to be in trouble. And, and right now, uh, you know, they may be down a couple of guys.
4: So. Yeah, that, that, I I hear you. Like, believe me, I don't like. It, like, it's not like I think the Patriots are going to win. I just hate the hook. The hook is what drives me crazy. I think uh, the Patriots find a way to keep it close enough, and maybe the Raiders win. But then again, do you trust? Do you trust Josh McDaniels against Bill Belichick? Because the the only caveat I say with this is. You know, McDaniels has a way of coming up small when it's against Bill.
5: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Huh? We'll see.
4: Yeah. What else you got that. Yeah. Uh, the Rams hosting Arizona, Rams six and a half point favorites. Yeah, but Cooper cut
5: back. Yeah. Give me the Rams.
4: Yeah. Uh, No complaints here. And then the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Six and a half point underdogs at home hosting the Eagles.
5: Uh, You know, six and a half. At home against the
1: Eagles. Hm.
5: I'll take the Eagles. I'll I'll take those, you know. I'll take them with the Eagles because uh <sighs> No, I think the Jets gonna make it competitive. Although, I, you know, it depending on on if Zach
4: Wilson. Well, that's the thing. D- this game is entirely dependent on Zach Wilson, <laughs> like most Jets games. If Zach Wilson can just not screw it up, the Jets are gonna be in the mix because I think the Jets defense can slow down the Philly run game enough. But, if Zach shows any fear, or he can't make some of the throws that he should have available to him against that Philly secondary, this could turn into the Cowboys game all over again. So, I know you want to take the Eagles side, so I'll let you have the Eagles at the 6.5 cover. I'm actually going to be on the Jets side, because I, I think the Jets probably keep this to, like, a 24-20 type game. And the other reason why I say the Jets get to 20 is because they probably turn the ball over, they turn the Eagles over, and get and give that Jets offense a short field.
5: The problem with the Eagles is that, is that Hurts don't turn the ball over much. You know, so you're you, you depending on receivers to, to fumble or you know, because he don't, he don't, he, he don't tropics much, and, you know, so, I don't know, I, 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 I had to take the Eagles, because like I say, I, I can't pin my feet on Zach Wilson, playing, you know, Yeah, you know, uh, uh, the perfect game, and, they may have to play a perfect game in 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 order to to, to be the Eagles, you know. So we'll see. Right. What else
4: you got? Yeah. So after that, what we what we have on our hands here is uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> oh god, oh the Giants. The Giants going to Buffalo. Um, Bills, Bills by whatever number you want to give them.
1: <laughs>
4: Tyrod Taylor versus the Bills. Uh, how, how do you feel, Cali? It, it's gonna be an early night for a Sunday. <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
5: Who is the
4: backup quarterback? It, uh, no, it's Tyrod. Oh, oh, you mean the backup to Tyrod? Hi you
5: got
3: to know who the back of
5: Tarantale is that last <laughs> game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: instead, of, instead of having... Actually, you bring, you bring up a very fair point. You bring up a very fair point for DFS. Uh, Technically, it'd be Tommy DeVito. So technically, for DFS purposes, it makes sense playing Tommy DeVito in Showdown. See, Callie, you've given me an idea. It could be the week to play Tommy DeVito in showdown because there's no chance Tyrod surviving this entire game against the Bills.
5: No, you are going to see. Try and make sure who is the who is the backup because I'm telling you, you
4: know the, the, Oh wait a second! Oh wait! Oh wait! Actually, I missed this news. Oh, this is big news! As, uh, I changed my pick on the Jets game. I changed my pick on the Jets game. I'm with you on the Eagles side. I didn't realize that Gardner did not pass concussion protocol. Um, yeah, Gardner is out against the Eagles. He didn't pass the concussion protocols. I thought, I thought it looked like he was on track to play. If he ain't playing, I'm on the Eagles side of things. So I, I switched my pick. I'm with you now. But yeah, that's actually a good point. Tommy DeVito is probably... I got to see the props if Tommy DeVito plays in the game or not. Cause uh, so we 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 might if we see any Tommy DeVito props, we may actually have to go on that. Cause yeah, that might be the play. Cause yeah, you're right. There's probably no chance Tyrod finishes this game. Hey, maybe may, maybe he made a prayer. Maybe he made a prayer that he that he can make it through this entire game. Uh, oh.
5: Tyrod Taylor makes it through a game. You're talking about the Tyrod Taylor who, who plays in Jacksonville and stuff. Not, not, not the Tyrod Taylor who, who who has a
4: job holding a clipboard and don't intend to do anything else. Oh, boy. You, 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 you're, you're being very harsh on Tyrod. He, he's a veteran QB of over a dozen years. Uh, he, 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 he has the veteran savvy to try to survive. But, um... Yeah. But I, I I I got I got a doozy for you, Callie. I got a doozy for you for your final your final pick. Monday Night Football. You got Brandon Staley and the Chargers hosting. How about them Cowboys? Oh. And don't forget, this is Callum Moore's revenge game against the Cowboys as the Chargers offensive coordinator.
5: Yeah, you know, I... That game is, is, is something that I don't know. I,
4: <laughs> I, the Chargers are two and a half point favorites. And for the life of me, the Cowboys can find a way to lose this game. But I'm still going to bank on Brandon Staley finding a way to lose this game more than the Cowboys will find a way to lose this game.
5: Well, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a problem I have with picking this game. If I'm picking the, 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 um, the Chargers, I actually had to bet on Brandon Staley being a good coach, which I know he's not, you know. On the other hand, I got—I—I—I I, I, am I putting my feet in that Prescott the 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 because right now, right now, I think Dak, Dak is shell shocked because I see Jack threw a couple picks there the other night, and I think he was just like. You know, because I had no idea why McCarthy kept Dak in that game because th- that threw a couple of picks there. That, that uh, it's like I gotta get rid of the ball, and he just threw it. Oh
4: yeah, no, he he he, he, he straight up bailed out of multiple throws oh, yeah, that
3: game. Oh, yeah,
5: yeah. So I and it's it's not as though the defense was was you know he was getting sacked all the time, you know. You know, it's not like that. It's not like when, when, you know, hitting Daniel Jones all the time and he was just throwing the ball anyhow, you know. But um, I, I uh, boy, oh, my God. I'm I actually going to pick the charges in this game. And you know how that is for me because I think they have one of the worst coaches, you know. i tell you what, though. I'm picking him. But if he pulls that shit where he goes for it in his own half, I'm going to come to the TV and strangle his ass for sure. I'm telling you, if he pulls one of those things and screw up my pick, I'm going to kill him. I- I'm telling you. Whether they lose the game
4: or not, I'm gonna kill him. Yeah. yeah, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Chargers. Oh man, Kelly, I was not expecting you to take the Chargers. <laughs> I, I, really well, thought you were gonna take the Cowboys side.
5: I, 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 think that may be shelter. If look, if if the Cowboys tell me they was gonna start, uh, was the guy Cooper? Is Cooper Rush?
4: Is yeah, Cooper the Rush. Cooper Rush, I, I,
5: might, I might have take the Cowboys because I would know what kind of game plan is coming out there. But first to begin, one of the problem is one of the things I laughed at last Sunday was McCarthy. It reminded me of when the Raiders played the, the Super Bowl with, with Tampa Bay. And, and
4: he had the same game plan. Yep. That Gruden had. Yep. McCarthy he had not changed the game plan from the last time they played the Niners. They ran the same place.
1: It's,
5: and, it's, and 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 guess what he's trying to play? West Coast. He is trying to play a West Coast style game with the Niners, who is the king of the West Coast.
4: <laughs> that, was the I mean, be- I mean, that was the best I mean, part about the game.
5: I'm like, He's he's calling, he's like, oh, but they light it up, oh, hey, guess what they call it? You know, the Niners were laughing, the Niners were laughing, you know, guys were jumping routes like crazy. I I mean, like, like, is he
4: seeing what I'm seeing? uh, That
5: that,
4: that was something. That was, that was truly something. Like, that was the most telegraphed (laughs) That was the most telegraph game. Like I, I, don't know what else to say.
5: Yeah, and and the other thing is is like, um, I think with with with, with Dak, you know, Dak looks like he can't run anymore. I think after that 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 ankle injury, I don't I don't think Dak can run like he used to.
4: Oh no, he can't run like he used to. But I, I actually, you know what, I got to say this, and this is, this is, you know, it's not to say that he's not in shape, but I think Dak probably could look into what Russell Wilson did to, uh, to change up the diet to lose a couple of pounds because to me, I think while Dak has always been a big frame guy, I think right now, because he's not moving as quick as he used to be and he's getting older... He probably could stand to lose eight to ten pounds. And that's not to say he's out of shape or anything. It's just to say he's getting older and it's and it's harder for him to be explosive. So when you you, you you're not explosive, you need to like change up certain things just to lose the extra couple of pounds, because that little little bit here and there is might just be enough to elude a tackler here and there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because like, because right now, that that can go two directions. He can either shed the weight, or he can he can he can uh, lift more and build up more muscle mass, and be more like how Big Ben played, where Big Ben's like kind of shrugging guys off, and you know how Roethlisberger used to play, like he you know, like he was such big and strong, like guys couldn't drag him down. So like he'd be like a Sherman tank and just take wow. all the hits. But, like, I think Dak's in this tweener spot where he, he can't do either right now. He, he can't elude people, and he's not strong enough to shrug them off. So he's either got to bulk up more or shed the weight. He can't. He, right now he's in between, and I think it's hurting him. Oh.
5: Yeah, because, you know, I'm I, 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 I really looking forward to, to, to seeing the first quarter in that game to see how Dak looks. Because
4: at, by the end of that... Don't worry, but, 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 don't worry but, but by uh, uh, at, at various points, Brandon Sale will find a way to get Dak back in the game. So no matter how he looks in the first quarter, I still think Brandon Staley is going to give him chances to get back in the game if they're down. Uh, uh,
5: you're not making me feel confident in my picking. <laughs> 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 Fucking Brandon <Steney>. uh, <laughs> I, You know, I... 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 I I would love to see the, 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 the shit that Brandon Staley do. I would love to see Mike Tomlin do that and, and see what the reaction would be. Because he's been flying under the radar.
4: Although no, Brandon Staley's been getting called out now on national TV. Like uh-huh. it, it, like ESPN's starting to figure it out. It's like we've been calling this out for three plus years. ESPN just now figured out that Brandon Staley might not be a good coach. They're just now figuring that out. It's like, hey, he, he's made some questionable calls. You think? <laughs> oh,
5: man. I mean, he hasn't lost the games. You know, luckily he hasn't lost the games for, for them. But he should have lost both of those games. You know, he was lucky. It's Kirk Cousins. And the other one was, um, oh my God, I forget um, who he was playing. um, Atlanta?
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah, Atlanta. So, you know. But, but man, it was terrible, those two calls. If I'm a defensive guy, eh, I'm coming to your house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
4: I'm le- I'm legit fascinated by this this game Monday night because re- well and truly uh, this should be the bounce back spot for uh, it sh- it should oh actually no no it wasn't it wasn't Atlanta it was the Raiders the Raiders gave that game back to them but um
5: ah the Raiders the
4: Raiders but it re- realistically if the Chargers play well they should be okay but knowing how the Cowboys should be able to run the ball right down their throat. Like, I want to see if Mike McCarthy somehow screws up this game plan and still tries to throw the ball when realistically the Cowboys should be running uh, Pollard 30 times and just keep pounding the rock against that Chargers uh, front line. To me, that's the best way to get, uh, get right is just pound that Chargers defense with the run game. But I can't wait to see because... That would be if these coaches were uh, were using optimal strategy for th- their team strengths, which we know they don't know how to do. So it's gonna be fascinating to see how suboptimally this game is gonna be run. All right, you take it easy. Uh, it, lo- it look it looks like Notre Dame's gonna have a good night, which means I'm 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 not gonna be happy. So <laughs> like. We'll, 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 we'll catch up on Sunday, Callie.
5: Well, you know I'm conflicted with Notre Dame this year because I, I want to see the coach do well. But <laughs> oh, they're, they're,
4: they're, Callie, Freeman's going to get blamed no matter what Notre Dame does this year. A- anytime something goes wrong against Notre Dame, Freeman's going to get the blame. So, like, uh, we, we we already know how this story ends. Oh, this- yeah. <laughs>
5: he's just holding that for until they get the
4: guy they want <laughs> exactly Yeah. yeah. alright right. have a good All one right. Kelly you too All right. All right. we'll be back after this with some final thoughts on uh, the plays and uh, just the overall bets uh, for today so uh, stick around
3: don't go anywhere The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. We'll be right back after our sponsors pay the bills.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba da ba ba ba. Welcome
3: back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right. So,
4: just in terms of final thoughts, again. I say part of this is going to be mixing and matching certain uh, games because I don't think a single game stack wins this slate. I think there's enough games with a varied scoring that you're going to have to get bits and pieces of a game. I don't think it's an individual game stack this week in terms of the matchups for DFS purposes. Now, from a slate perspective... I am still very much in favor of uh, San Francisco. Uh, You know, the Miami uh, spread is very, very high. Uh, I I just don't think in terms of uh, the quality of play from Carolina that it's unwarranted that the Miami line is so high. So uh, there's that piece of it too. But uh, yeah, bottom line, I I think the, the... most surest slot from an uh, NFL survivor standpoint is just taking the Bills against the Giants. I, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, you know, bless his heart, but I don't see many scenarios where he makes it out of this game intact and not having to miss parts of the game. I, I think he's going to get knocked out of this game, and it'll probably be Torrey DeVito uh, playing some parts of – uh, against the Bills, but it's still going to be shellacking in favor of the Bills, so um, yeah, that's all we got. Uh, until next time folks, have a good one and uh, be well. Take care.
3: Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and all major outlets.